What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're going to go through the captain options, trade targets and answering your questions ahead of round 16. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, joined by the Mike Oxlong coach, Luke Rojo. How are you, mate? I am feeling rambunctious, mate. I am <laughs> oh, so... <straight. laughs> Got Lay to up. the first one. Oh, yeah, big layer. Um, I'm feeling really good, mate. And that let's go. Where did that come from? That, well, was, mate, that oh, was visceral. That, that was, was just animalistic. Well, I saw the Ampedi uh, <laughs> on the, uh, the chat there. I wanted some decent energy, and I'm, I'm trying to bring the energy today because we're, we're off the buys. Fuck yeah! See you later, buys. We're on to the uh, the home stretch of the uh, AFL fantasy season. Still, probably over a uh, you know, third of the the season to go. But yeah, there's a bit to go. Not nine weeks to go. It's it's time to uh, start. You know, getting our teams finished. Yeah, getting to the best players in the in the, in the comp. Mate, I'm and, uh, I'm feeling good about it. What time before we get stuck in? What did you think of the Brisbane West Coast game last night? Disgusting. Mm. Yeah, West Coast game. We were worse than West Coast. I'll well, tell you that much. Yeah, we were, that, that was yeah. what I was insinuating. Yeah, was. it was. It was terrible. That it was, sucked. It was awful, and it was from the the get go. Like it was. It was obvious to see. Um, so yeah, very very disappointing for the Tigs, and also very very disappointing because we'll talk about captains later. But very disappointing for the end of the ton run. From Timmy T, uh, just the, uh, the yeah. only eighty points for the great man. I mean, it was it was bound to happen at some point, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, he was he was one of the big boys. He was high up on the big boy list. So he was number one, <laughs> he was the number one big boy. The big boys 
a little flaccid this week, potentially. Yeah, I've got some people saying RIP to the big boys. Oh, see you later, <laughs> big the boys. First game? One uh, bad. Know, They're man. jumping ship after one bad week. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, look, at least, you know, glass half full, at least it yeah, happened yeah. on a VC. You know, we weren't stuck with him with the, the captaincy on him. It was yep. extremely popular VC. And the Brisbane matchup, like, they've been giving up points to other midfielders. So there was a reason he was number one. Plus, obviously, he's, he's earned it with his 125 average. But. We'll get to the big boys later, but we're going to have to. We've got our work cut out for us this week in yep. terms of, you know, picking the best option for our captains because we're all going to have to dive headfirst into it. No more VC cover for at least most teams. Um, so a very very important decision this week. You shouldn't have announced the big boys yesterday. You should have just held on to it and then <laughs> number one <laughs> big boy, lucky lucky deal. Number one big boy. Yeah, Let's go. One twenty seven. Yeah. So. No, we'll, we'll go through that later. Lots of great options this week. Oh, apart yeah. from the, the, you know, different from the last couple of weeks, which makes it hard for a different reason. But I think we've got a few good ones to choose Spoil from. Spoil for choice. Now, let's um, jump across and talk a little bit about the teams that were yeah. named yesterday. Was there any big news from the teams? Uh, yeah, I guess the, the big news of the week is the Elliot Yo injury. And yep. a lot of people have jumped onto him. Um, I was actually very surprised to see about 60% of the top 100 and 60% of the top 1,000 jumped on Yo last week. Yeah. Um, as a guy coming off his buy, cheap player, obviously, can outperform his price. So he is actually highly owned at the top and also highly owned across the comp as well. So, And I mean, like, to be fair, um, you know, for me, that's, it's not a bad pick. There was There's some narratives there's getting around saying, yeah. oh, you, you knew your, what you were getting into with Yo. And like, yes, there's the risk of injury, but... It, if you don't look for value, even when there is a risk of injury there, then you're not playing the game correctly. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, even looking back to what we said on on Monday night's podcast, we, we were both recommending that he could be a trade in yeah. option yeah, for absolutely. people. So, yeah. um, listen back to that. We sound like a bunch of idiots after he got injured, but <laughs> mate, we sound like a bunch of idiots regardless of when yeah, you listen back fair, to us. Fair but, point. Um, yeah, so it's it's changed things. It's yeah. changed things this week, hasn't it? It is. It is. So speak. I guess uh, we're going to talk about some like. Upgrade targets that are of various different price points, but a lot of people will have the issue with the um, Elliot Yo issue uh, this week. And yep. obviously, if you had one last rookie on your ground or a couple of rookies on your ground, and now you've got that issue to fix up, it means that some teams are going to be coming into this round not complete like they potentially expected to be, yep. which is going to make for a more interesting uh, round, I think, because this is where... You know, we say the buy rounds sort of separate some teams, but the few rounds after the buys also you can see a, a bunch of movement because those who have been sidewaysing and things like that will get found out. Uh, and, you know, an injury like this is actually pretty poor timing, especially for those who have one rookie left to get off the field. So, but uh, let's let's get into maybe some trade targets, hey? Now, if we are looking to go down to uh, some basement sort of options yeah. this week, are there many to choose from or is it slim pickings? Slim pickings. Yeah, slim pickings. Um, I think the number one guy there is Elijah Hewitt from the um, Eagles. You have there. to you have to think, despite maybe poor scoring, just yeah. the job security. It's a bench option. You're playing, let's, let's be clear there. Yeah, you're playing for the Eagles. You he need should, to make that cash He grab. should have a decent uh, run of games, I would have thought. His break-even has come down a little bit now. Is at 23, 238,000. So he's dropped in price from where he started. So... Playing a little bit in the midfield as well, so he has at least access to points. Yep. Um, you know, Yo being injured maybe helps him a little bit in terms of consistency and staying in there. So I think he's the number one target pretty clearly for most teams out there and is close enough to basement price. 
Number two guy here is, again, and all these guys are roughies, really, but Lockie McNeil, the uh, Lockie Neal from Wish. He is uh, <laughs> he's just a guy who's been the sub several times this year, um, but hasn't, you know, he's played a lot of games so far this season. So yeah. that's kind of why he's at my number two, because there's at least hope that he'll be there a few times this year. Yep. He's starting in their uh, 22 this week. Um, he's 21 years old, so slightly older than some of those other guys um, on a decent team that, you know, Collects a lot of points as a team. Yep. So you fingers crossed. Mid forward, two hundred and thirty-two thousand. I think you could do worse than him. And then it's a lot of, a lot of crap. Um, it Josh Faye, I've put in here, and Ryan Marich, who we don't even know a name just yet. I think they're oh, on extended man. benches. So, um, so this begs the question: yeah. if if we really don't have much to go to in terms of basement price options, is there some opportunity to get? Bless you. Is there some opportunity to get? Um, creative with how we generate some cash this week for our upgrades, do you reckon? There could potentially be. Um, I don't know if there's an extremely obvious um, way out there in terms of a guy who's overpriced that you could go down to. Maybe it's, you know, those value options in the midfield, maybe some of the value options in the defense line. So a lot of people with the Elliot Yo issue could use that as an opportunity to generate cash. Yep. So by going down to like a Himmelberg or something like that. And if you have a couple of rookies on your field, that might be a way to get two cheaper guys in. Say you're looking at a Keys or a Cameron. Or if you, you know, trust the the Mills play or the Steel play, you could get a rookie up to them and a Yo to a Himmelberg and get comparable scoring. Uh, plus his price is going to still go up with a low break even. So another, that another is play. guy that you could potentially look at doing that with is um is Hayden Young. You know, yes, our the, boy. The, yeah. We we bloody nicknamed him the laxative because he was giving us the shits. So <laughs> Just we, <laughs> stole it off your mate. <laughs> Do you want to give some context? Uh, yeah, well, we we've tried to challenge each other to say a specific word in the podcast. Uh, what did I give you? I can't say the word. Well, you, you rambunctious. Rambunctious. I've given to I, you. I slipped it in seamlessly yeah. at the start, and I gave. I should Mitch, have given it more thought. I gave Mitch laxative, and he just took so long. I had to get it in there. Well, hey, I was going to slip it in there super casually. I had a, had a plan when we were getting to the big boys my, and everything. But anyway, to be fair, mine was pretty good. It was Hayden pretty young. Good. The laxative. <laughs> it was pretty good. That might that might stick. I reckon. But yeah, I'll, find you, I'll find you. I'll find you a new word to try and slip in, mate. Yeah, well, just, just what are we in? Eight minutes into the podcast? <laughs> Give me some time, mate. Far out. Sorry. Jumping the gun over here. But yes, I think there are ways to be creative, although at this time of the season, I like a little bit less because we are trying to hunt those like best of the best players yep. at the moment, um, especially if you are sort of up the top and you're you know competing with the guys and looking for hats. And obviously, you, when you're competing with those teams... They are they're going to be close to complete. Okay, so you don't want to be giving up too many points there. But stranger things have happened. So, what about the upgrades? Let's talk upgrades. Now, in terms of upgrades, like you you sort of alluded to, then uh, we're looking to go to the top. We're not looking to necessarily muck around with yep. too much value if you can. So, number one upgrade target that we've got here in terms of the uber premium bracket is Sam Doherty, and he's yep. there because. A, he's going to be top six on his line. But B, there is the opportunity there for quite a few people to potentially get to him from Yo this week. So I, um, we're, yeah. we're pretty much ticking off anything where you go, you cash in a, a fattened rookie and you take Yo to Doherty. We're seeing that as a, a ticked off option, aren't we? That's my preferred option for yeah. every team that has one or no rookies on their field still. Okay, um, If you've got more than one rookie on your field, 
then I probably would rather go the option of going down and then trying to use that cash to go the rookie up. So you're you're at least going with at least one rookie on the ground uh, at a maximum because that's where I think a lot of teams are going to be <laughs> going to be going. <laughs> Jesus, that's a terrible word. Um, <laughs> give me more than eight minutes this time. Um, <laughs> um, but I think he is he's a guy like you said could be top three, could be the number one defender in. In the comp, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy to go up there, and I think a lot of coaches will go there. Um, and if you are doing that ahead of getting your rookie off field, I think that is a play as long as you can loop that score. Um, keeping in mind, you could target a steal or a Mills next week as that cheaper upgrade. So, is that something that you just because you mentioned it? Is that something that you think a lot of coaches will be considering? Yeah. Is the fact we know we've got Mills next week, um, who we know we've got Steel potentially next yeah. week. So, there are options. Yeah. yeah so it's, yeah. it's there's not there's not that urgency to jump on those guys this week, which makes a player like a Sam Doherty enticing because yeah. you can get a guy like that in this week who has a good matchup against Hawthorne. And those other guys, even if they go out and kill it, um, will still be cheap next week. There's also a few risk factors with both of them coming up this week. Yep. So for the one-week play of going a rookie up to them, you might not net the same upgrade as you would going a Yo or you know a poor-performing D6 like a Hayden Young up to a Doherty. So I think as a one-week play, yep. that's why I, I ticked that one off this week. If we didn't have those options, I'd be less keen because you wouldn't really know what to do the week after. Yeah. Now, it should be an easy upgrade next week. Talk to us about some other uh, sort of uber premiums that fall into this category. For yeah, this week. so, I mean, at this point, like, these targets, you're trying to get the best of the best. Yep. I'm just sort of going to name a few guys that I think um, should be priorities if you don't have them. Rory Laird, I think, is going to come home at the end of the season really strong. He is actually value for what I think he can do. Tim English at number three, if you've been rocking with the, uh, the other rucks in that R2 spot, then... You could go up to Tim English. I also think as a play, if you have like a Briggs to maybe wait one week, but I wouldn't be tempting fate too much and waiting much longer than one more week. So he is definitely someone you could launch into now or you could go another week. Christian Pachaka, I really liked what I saw against a uh, Geelong matchup last mm, week, mm. which I thought was going to be tough for him, but he came out against the tag as well, put up one of his best scores for the year. And after this week, his run gets a lot better. And then Tom Green coming off his bye. I think his price has been coming down the last few weeks. So uh, players like myself who don't have him, might be looking to get him now that he's already had his buy. So of the uh, 900K plus guys, they're the ones that I like the most. Um, you know, you could say your Bont, your Dawson's, your Merritt's, all those guys, but they are very expensive. Um, so I think outside of English, who's obviously, you know, the big dog in his line, yeah. I- I'd probably still try to get those guys who are a little bit cheaper. Um, so these guys, the rest of them are all sort of in the lower bracket of the uh, 900K. Now, you just mentioned cheaper guys. Mm. So, guys that we're looking at, guys like Crouch, Steele in the midfield we kind of mentioned. Is this the kind of price range you're looking to shop in? Yeah. So, if you're looking at that price range, you're looking at the Saints. So, if you don't have all these Saints boys, <laughs> the Crouch, Sinclair, Steele, with the matchup this week, yeah, I do think that they're a good buy. Steele obviously comes with a bit of risk. Any sub-risks there is what I'm going to yeah, ask. Yeah, there guys. is. Yeah. There definitely is a bit of sub-risk. Um, We've so, seen it earlier in the season with uh, Rowan Marshall. Yes, Ryan, yes, you know, we got have. Got him to sit at the they, end of the they're game. Not, so. They're not afraid to sort of put their guys on ice if the game's wrapped up. So, yep. uh, But the matchup is, you know, very, very tasty. It's, it's pretty juicy. Um, yeah, so I think that that is something you can definitely look at. Sam Walsh is someone that we need to think about. He's cheap, but he's... A kind of a guy that um, 
he can turn it around. Like, and if he has the right role, he can do his thing. I think all of that Carlton scoring for me is linked to how well Carlton are going. Yeah. And I know that might sound like, yeah, duh, of course, Luke. But if you think about it, when Carlton are up and about, Walsh, Chera, Cripps, yeah. these guys are typically scoring pretty well. And it's, it's essentially coincided with Carlton's drop-off in, in form in the last what is it, let's call it four or five weeks, yeah. um, their scoring's dropped as well. So do you see Carlton turning that around? Um, they're one of the hardest teams for me to get my head around, to be honest. So I'd be completely flipping a coin and having a guess. Um, they, they, like I said, running. they have a good matchup this week against Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, I do think like a George Hewitt, I think, was a guy that was named back in, which I think is not the best news for a player like Walsh, who sometimes they do like to... Start him in the forward line, play a bit of wing. So he's been in and out of like those high CBA rotations all year. So in terms of like <laughs> those sorry, beers not going back, well, it's, it's me too, man. Um, but those, <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I, Carlton. I can't put my finger on. So it wouldn't surprise me if he turns it around and comes back home strong, and he's cheap and he, he outperforms his price by a fair way. But yep. for me personally, I'm wanting to watch a little bit more. Yep. Um, so that's that's sort of my thoughts there. And Cog's the end here. He's just the kind of guy that I think he's a safe hundred. He just has been what he has been this yeah. year, hasn't he? It's, if you bought him at the exciting. start of the year, you haven't been excited, but you haven't been disappointed. And if you buy him now, just but he's he's like a hundred k cheaper than a Butters. I'm um, not, I'm actually given his high CBA numbers, I'm I'm probably a little disappointed in his season compared to what we've seen him do previously. Do you think yeah. that's fair to say? I, I think so. Like, um, given... I was always a bit down on him at the start of the year. Obviously, now that I've started with him, but yeah, I, I still think it's it's. It's good enough. Oh, he's going to be um, he's going to be a top six forward or, or yeah, or they're there about. There's, there's a there's a few names we need to talk about, including this next guy. So again, we've got another price bracket cheaper. Yeah, into the seven hundreds and six hundreds here, and one player in the five hundreds. Ben Keys, he's a guy that I've got at number one coming up against North. That's it, the sugar. That I think of these guys, he's the one that you're likely to get the immediate sugar hit from. Um, he, but there's there's a few there's a few mouths to feed there. Like if if we're sitting back assuming that against North Dawson and Laird are going to go big, do you all do you see all of those guys potentially going big? Um, I that's a little bit of a concern. Yeah, but I still just like the role and what I saw. Like he he yeah. scored ninety and he only had a couple of marks and and five tackles. He's a guy that and he pooed his pants as well. Did you yeah, see? yeah, he did. So imagine what he scored with a clean <laughs> clean set of undies. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah, that was a, that was a disturbing little image there. But uh, apparently he denied it. It was it was all good. He's just been you know he's the kind of guy that like gets in dirty you know in the grass in the fungus and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I don't know how you get a stain there. Not like you know when those dogs are. <laughs> Wiping, just, wiping their ass. No, but he—he's nah. he, a guy that like. Nah, Keezy's a good fella too. Yeah, so. he, he works hard, yeah. so I, I do think that he can be in and around it, and the instant reward you'll get for the North Melbourne matchup. And it seems to me that he's not doing as much of that ta- tagging yeah. role. So, yeah, um, yeah, I do, I do like Keys as how I do you, with the next guy. Well, how did you split these two? So Keys and Darcy Cameron. How did you split these two on the list one and two? Was it was it the matchup? It was the instant matchup. It was instant okay. reward. I actually see these guys performing very similarly moving forward. Um, Keys Cam- is the high ceiling, but probably has the lower floor. Cameron's the safer play, safer role, and safer role. Yeah. Keys, I think, is also more unique. Key, yeah. uh, Cameron is more highly owned. I think a lot of people jumped on at the start of the buys, and if not, after round fourteen as well. So. For what it's worth, I have the option this week, and I'm yes. going Cameron. So 
whether I'm an idiot or yeah. not. I don't You're know. Just scared, bro. Yeah, you, you host a podcast. Yeah. You, you don't want to front I, no, up. I'm and... just soft as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going. So I don't know. I should I should go with my boys, Keezy, my boy Keezy. He's a Queenslander. Yeah, yeah. You played footy with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him be brilliant while I sat in a Ford pocket or something like that. So uh, you, you tell me all these stories, and you know you sound pretty impressive to me. So <laughs> goal of the year over here, uh, number three. I have Harry Himmelberg. I do like the pick this week. Um, look, I don't think we're going to see the Harry Himmelberg of last year. No, but, but he's he goes- priced extremely cheaply. Well, I think he can go eighty-five to ninety. And this for me is a play, you're not, it sort of goes against what you were saying before, but you're not trading in Himmelberg thinking that he's going to be a top six defender, but if he's a guy that, like you said, you can go down to from Yo and get an upgrade on the other end, he's going to outperform what he's priced at and he's going to become that halfway house to then get you to your Doherty or yeah. whoever you want. Yeah, so let's say, sure. what's, you know, he's priced at something uh, in the 60s, I'd have to imagine. Let me have a look. Um, he is priced at, yeah, 62 and a half. 62, and I have confidence that he's, he's going to go 80. He could go anywhere between yeah. 80 and 90, and yeah. so you get on him for a couple of weeks until you can afford to get him up to... Yeah. Um, and I feel like the role is pretty set there with the Berg. I think so, yes. Mm. I mean, That's all the language has sort of been around. He's locked in there. I think there's a bit of uh, politics involved with his contract. Yeah. I think he's out of contract at the end of the year, so they're trying to keep him there and play him in the position he wants to play in. So... Um, look, I think he's going to be a solid pick. Um, if it gives you access to the cash to do something else with your other trade, I think it's something you can definitely consider. And then number four here, I have Callum Mills. I just want to wait another week personally. Um, I don't think there's any reason not to. Is, you don't is get there the a re- reason not to? Tell me. I mean, if it's all you can get up to this week and you're just trying to get that last rookie off the field then of all of these guys here, I think he is the player that could score the most yep. in just a pure point sense. But there's the most amount of risk. And if, you, if you're if you early, because like, everyone's just going to jump on next week. Correct. So by going early, you're not actually, in my opinion, gaining much. Tough matchup this week But as well. if it's the difference between you putting on a rookie this week versus putting on Callum Mills, and then you're just happy to let him sit there for a little while whilst you fix around other things then I can see the argument there to doing that. Um, but for me, I'd rather be this week fixing up like your, your F6 if you've yeah. got a shit guy or a few little mid-prices and things like that yeah. sitting around there. Like I'm looking at moving a Hayden Young this week. Um, I'm doing that ahead of fixing up my last rookie to a Mills. I think it's fair enough. I, I saw a tweet that um, said, oh, I don't think Mills will average much more than 95 for the rest of the season. And look, that, that certainly could be the case. But it's still a great pick, even if he does yeah. average 95, because yeah. then you can, like I said with Himmelberg, you ride him until he, he gets to be that stepping stone. And I think after this week, he has a decent run. I believe he comes up against the uh, the Richmond Eagles uh, <laughs> next week. So he's uh, he's got he's got a good matchup after this week, and hopefully... And also Chad Warner out as well. We should note he was in, in the news uh, yeah. in the teams last night. So I think that can only help him in terms of getting more midfield time um, as a guy who was... Previously in there a fair bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, are you ready to go, mate? I am ready to go. Here we do. You're in the psyche of the community, mate, because I I got a message from Holmesy um, the other day saying that um, he's just sort of, you know, 
pottering around the house doing mundane tasks and then the big boy song comes into yes. his head. So Okay, that's what we want to hear. Um, that's what we want to hear. Uh, well credentialed. Let's go and I need a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's let me I just... That's what everyone doing. I want to give some people a bit of insight into the run sheet in front of me because not, <laughs> not only do I have Mitch's 10 big boys, but I've got a 3,000 word dissertation about <laughs> explaining why... Myself. Explaining himself. He has been sweaty this week. Yeah. He's been digging into stats and if it goes to shit, at least you're well researched. That's all I'll say. Look, I'm trying to split this decision, which I've been 50-50 all week. I think I even asked you earlier in the week. I've completely ignored what you had to say and uh, <laughs> and gone with my that's, own gut. That's wise, mate. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a big boy picker. You, you've, where's your degree? Your degree's high oh, yeah, no, so, so you've got. Don't forget, guys. We're not we're not dead in the in the ground just yet. This is, this is qualified information right here, but um, yes. Yeah. So I tweeted out the uh, the big boys, the top ten last night before the game. So Lockie Neal number one, Lockie Neal number one. <laughs> so hopefully you went him. No, it was Tim Taranto. Obviously he flopped. Uh, Josh Dunkley subbed out, which is another interesting point of discussion there. Uh, mm. But he was the number four. So. I was very happy to sort of pick, put a, a VC on either of those guys. Both flopped. So now we've got to pick a C for the round. So I had a very hard time splitting Rory Laird and Jordan Dawson for the um, for the Crows up against North Melbourne. Yep. Obviously, Jordan Dawson is going to be a very popular... I think of the uh, the, the captain pickers out there, the, the votes, the highest voted player in everyone's top five was Jordan Dawson. So it's... It's the mentality of it, isn't it? Once yeah. one seventy two was you go one seventy two, and then you come up against North. That's human nature, yeah. isn't it? And you don't, I mean, you don't begrudge people for voting that way. Of course, yeah, and and it is it is something that sort of draws your attention. But I've got yeah. Laird ahead of Jordan Dawson, and he's. I wanted you've, to go into depth. just before you get it. You've got this rogue eyebrow hair that's just giving oh, okay. me hell <laughs> on Jesus, the eyebrow. Don't point out my flaws on. They won't on, be able to see it there. Live, but this mate. this thing is aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> hopefully you can put up with it while we uh, <laughs> while we go through these guys. The light is just getting it. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's I'm, go. I'm an oil painting over here, so... So, Laird versus Merritt. Uh, oil painting, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to first debunk the myth of, you know, we, we see the 170 and yep. we go, okay, this guy is in form, we're going to go off him. But but I, I've gone through and I've dug through all of the players who have scored 150 this round. Sweaty. <laughs> and I've, oh, this year, sorry. And I've had a look at what they put up the next game. Okay. Okay. If I've forgotten anyone, let me know in the comments. But Josh Dunkley, 172. Next game, 88. Zach Merritt, he's done it twice, 158. Next game, 111. Then he put up a 155, 97. Okay. Tim English has done it twice, 151, then 92, 158, then 76 the next round. Zeeble, 168, then 101. Rowan Marshall, 159, then 83. Sicily had a 165 and then went 130. Now, this little asterisk because there was a suspension between these two games. But uh, Tom Green, 170. 81 the next game. Noah Anderson, 159, 107. Brayshaw, 157, 105. And Errol is the only guy who's done back-to-back uh, 150s, 161 into 153, and then he put up a 106. So, the only three scores in those that list that you would take as a VC would be Merritt, Sicily, and Goulden. And even Sicily has that little asterisk. So, just because they had a big game the game before... Yeah. Clearly doesn't guarantee they have a big game the next game. Did you notice in, in your um, 
very scientific research. <laughs> did, did you notice like matchups? Did you find that they were coming up against the tough, or was it just kind of yeah? Bare? So was interesting ones. Like so, one of the ones that did carry across was the Zach Merritt. He went one fifty eight against Richmond, and then one eleven against um, North Melbourne. Okay. Um, so that was one of the the good matchups. Errol Goulden, I think one of those was against uh, Frio, who's a really good matchup. Um, but a lot of them were were pretty friendly matchups. I think uh, from memory, the Noah Anderson one was against a North Melbourne there as well. So a few good matchups in there that teams still performed poorly. But of those players, the players themselves averaged 109. Yep. And their average score for the games following that 150 plus game. Was one hundred and two, so they're about, seven down. So they're actually performing less than the average, which which kind of makes sense. The ceiling game is what brings them up; the other game is what brings them down. That's true. So one hundred and two average. So it it doesn't necessarily tell me that Dawson's going to have a bad game next game, but it tells me that we shouldn't that that one seventy two shouldn't be part of our thinking in terms of him being a captain this week. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, this is, like you've said as well, you've you've heavily researched this, but this is just like a splitting hairs kind of thing. It is. It's, it's, He's still my number three. You may as well have like flipped a coin as well. <laughs> it would have been equally as scientific. I, I like that research, mate. I, I And you know me, I back the big boys every yep. week. I've got, yep. to be, I've got to be on brand. The minute I don't back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Then. Well, I felt nervous because I, when I when I put out my list, I, I saw that I think everyone else had Dawson over Laird. I think one other captain pick I had uh, Laird over Dawson, but they were back to back. So okay. I'm a little bit nervous about this one because that's where I'm going to be going. Um, okay, so the only let's... other thing that I was going to mention with Laird versus Dawson is Laird. So versus the easiest six matchups of the season. Yeah. So that's Frio, Richmond, St Kilda, West Coast, North, and I'm forgetting one, uh, Hawthorne. Yep. So against those six six teams, Laird is averaging 114. Yep. Dawson is averaging 109. So Laird is the type so far this season that beats up on the easier teams. Okay. Whereas Dawson, as the captain of the club, comes to play against the, I guess, the more competitive teams. He does too. He's a fucking yeah. Gun. They're both great players, yeah. but but Dawson, to me, from a football sense, feels like the more damaging and impressive guy. Someone just uh, called my mo dirty. Hey, you got a beautiful mo. Don't don't let these people put you down. Correct. <laughs> Correct. It's filthy though, guys. <laughs> um, so so that's, let's, that's my reasoning for going uh, Laird over Dawson. So we've dived into the rabbit hole, but let's just t- recap for people. So Taranto was Mitch's number one big boy, and then he's got Laird followed by Dawson based yep. on that research. Where, where are you going next, mate? 
Well, Dunkley was next, but <laughs> obviously that flopped. Um, didn't know he'd get subbed off at no. three-quarter time. Do you want to talk um, about that a bit later? Or do yeah, you talk we'll talk about, about that okay. later. But, yeah. And then I've got a couple of the Saints boys. Brad Crouch is my highest-ranked Saint. Uh, Rowan Marshall is a very interesting one. He would have been number two if I could guarantee that he was not going to get like rested yeah. by a, a sub this game because we've obviously seen him. You know, that, They've done that before with him. Yep. And this is obviously going to be an easy kill for them this week. So he's got a beautiful matchup. He's shown us the ceiling so yeah. far. Um, so he would be right up there, but I'm just worried about the risk of resting. If it was a he VC would have been a, option... He would have been a great VC option. Great, but it's the last game of the round, so Correct. you can't do it. Correct. Um, I also thought about it today as well, because I'm on school holidays, so I've got a lot of time to think. And um, <laughs> Tough, tough wanna, life, mate. I just want to rub that in. <laughs> I was thinking as well... Like with Taranto, so Dunkley last night obviously had the easy Richmond matchup, mm-hmm. but t- did Taranto sort of force our hand into VCing him? He's been so good. He had a Thursday night game. It was like, oh, you just you're risking not VCing him. Like had had that Brisbane matchup been on, let's say, like a Saturday night, and we had other options that were better matchups before. I think he still might have gone there. I think the the, the stats were there. Like Brisbane, yeah. are, are a pretty decent matchup. They've given up points to players in the past, so. It was just a weird shit night, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was yeah. a weird shit night. And obviously, Dunkley clung to him for a lot of that game yeah. until he himself got subbed. And then Richmond kind of, you know, it was over by, yeah. by quarter time. So, um, the other one that I also really like at number seven. So, the, my top seven I all really like uh, is Marcus Bontempelli versus Frio. So I Frio, thought the might have been higher on the list. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really good week this week. Bontz, I think, went 140 plus the last time he versed Frio. I am just concerned a little bit about a tag from okay. um, Aish, who I think was named. Bless you. Oh, excuse it's me. because there's a bloody cat crawling yeah, this around cat's our legs. Crawling around. Um, but yeah, he was he was named, and I suspect he might try and go to the Bont. Um, the Bont will still do his thing, and he's got a super high floor. Yeah. So he's a pretty safe option, but... I, think because the tag risk, it might just mean that his ceiling this week might not be the highest. So um, he's down there. But I do like all those seven. Obviously, the, the two that have already played didn't didn't bring it. But um, yeah. And then I've got Tim English, Sinclair, and Dacos. Sinclair isn't higher just because he's sometimes in defense. Sometimes he's in the midfield. As a midfielder, it's an amazing matchup against West Coast. As yep. a defender, not so good of a matchup. So <laughs> the ball doesn't go there. It doesn't go there. So <laughs> if I could guarantee he's getting CBAs and doing his thing, he'd probably be higher. But again, I'm looking for the two. Mate, I said it earlier. What did are you, you talking about? Yeah, I didn't hear it. What did you? When? Mate, when did you say it? Oh, I was so good. I slipped it and you didn't even notice. With no, you uh, mustn't have done it properly. Well, I did. Ben Keys. He gets dirty in and around the grass and the fungus. Oh. Ah, yeah. fungus, fungus was the word, guys. Roll back the tape. Oh, I dropped it earlier. This guy didn't even know. I was too busy doing my Ben Kess gear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's that's how I look there. So Sinclair, for me, I just think it's a bit risky. And like Calvin says, there's ceiling and safety, the two S's. Um, I, I put more stock into the safety. <laughs> that's it that's all I've got on that that's it no more big boys no more big boys play, so. the, play the sound grab again I do love the sound grab so that man that was just on the screen there Rory Laird is my pick for captain uh, let us know what you guys are doing in the uh, YouTube chat there below um, be very interested to see how it all pans out and uh, it could be a big swing factor for the round so now, will we have extended benches by now, or are we... We should do, yes. Let's, uh, are you going to bring that up? No, I don't know where to find it, mate. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> well, I'll bring that up for us. Let's have a look. I think we're waiting on... I ride shotgun on this show. <laughs> 
No, mate, you you bring bring good dad jokes and which is not the point That's of the it. show. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you you're good. All right, so um, Sunday teams. Da, 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 da. Nothing really to write home about against Hawthorne and Carlton. Um, Mark Pitnett is out, so... It's worldwide. I don't think they've got a ruck there at the moment. Isaac Cumming is back in for the Giants. Cumming's coming. Cumming's coming. Let's Ryan go. Ryan Angwin is omitted as the sub. Jesse Hogan's in. Uh, Aaron Cadman is out as well. Jacob Van Ruwen has been omitted for the Demons, in case you're holding on to him. I'm not sure why you would be, but in case you are... Um, Ryan Marich is out omitted as Bro. well, who obviously some how do you get might o- have... How do you get omitted at West Coast? You just need to have a pulse. Yeah, well, apparently he doesn't. He's- <laughs> how, how about this, but They go, you know what? We're going to omit a Ford after a 170-point loss. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, mate. You didn't uh, cut the mustard. Yeah, well, the ball wasn't fucking there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll be saying. I'll be saying, are you dropping me, bro? I mean, to, to be fair, he didn't look like he was up to snuff. Up the, the what? Up the snuff. Up the snuff. No, up to... Don't what? worry. Yeah, I'll probably fuck that up. Up to scratch. What's snuff? Up up to snuff. Up to scratch. Up to scratch, I've yeah, heard. there you go. Um, and the other thing we should mention here as well is that Josh Fahey isn't named for the Giants, so he is one of their emergencies. So if you had him in your trade plans, I mean, unless oh, no. you're trading in Up to in snuff it, is yeah, the same. Yeah, I thought snuff. you meant like up the duff. No, no, I don't know what that one is. I think that means pregnant. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, so unless you're trading in a red dot for specific looping reasons, Josh I can't Fahey, get over marriage getting admitted. Um, isn't there? So make sure, yeah. So again, it, if we go back to our downgrade targets, marriage, Faye, both gone. So really, we're looking at Hewitt and Lockie McNeil as uh, those 200k guys to, to trade in with any confidence. Man, it's slim pickings there. Very slim pickings. Because a couple of those like th- more expensive guys from the Lions probably or you've already they've already played. They might have yeah. been the other options, but too late for them, obviously. Um, okay, let's right. uh, let's do some spicy takes, and then there's a few people with questions. Yeah, so if we... you get any questions, guys, drop them in the uh, chat section now, and we'll get to them after our spicy takes. Okay, spicy takes now. Oh, Sin, think, Sin also a late in as well. Sinbad. Oh yeah, Josh Sin for the, uh, the court. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd probably still go those other two ahead of him, but he'd probably be third now, I guess. Um, all right, so give me your spicy take. I think we're both looking at pretty optimistic spicy takes this week. I don't know. I actually thought mine was a little bit mild. Yeah, I mean spicy. A ton from this bloke is spicy. Okay, well he turned up last week. I'm going. Sheldrick gives us another ton with. Against the Giants, with Chad Warner out, yeah, I, I would love that. That would uh, that that's would be my, loop central right there. Yeah, that's um, my that's my feeling. Um, he looks look, the goods. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're Angus Sheldrick against it's against uh, the Cats, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's you said Geelong. you said Giants before. Did I? Oh, I meant yeah, okay. the G. Geelong. Yeah, you had me confused. Sorry. I mean, it is against a tough matchup, but I mean, if I, if I think I'm horse long my my. Chad Warner's gone out. I know I've got Mills there in the, the mix, but who showed me some really great promise last week mm. and probably deserves to keep that role? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. Well, you think it's spicy. I thought it was a little more. Oh, no, but... I think it's pretty spicy yeah. for sure. Right. Um, my spicy take, again, probably optimistic more than anything, but Noah Anderson returns to being a pure inside mid and goes 130 plus Let's versus go. the Pies. So I think the quick game style of the Pies will suit him, getting a lot of outside ball. Hopefully. The key for him, I think, is tackles. He needs to get his tackles to get that ceiling score. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's in the guts to get those tackles. So Noah Anderson, fingers crossed. He's my spicy take. He goes big and rewards my faith from last week. Bring him in. Absolutely. If you've got spicy takes, drop them in the comments section. Uh, and I reckon it's time to get into some questions. Which yeah. one's the spicy take thing? I want to play it again. Red the spicy take. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. It does. Color-coded and everything. Well done. Okay. So, um, Louis says, is it Marshall an obvious pick here? Like I said, Louis, before, I think um, I think he would be number two if I can guarantee he played out the game. But with my captain, I want safety. If it was a VC pick, I'd be all over it. But as a fullback captain option, I think there's just safer options for my opinion. Absolutely. Whack, um, whack your comments uh, in that comments section now as well, guys. Even if you might have commented up top, we'll try and read the ones that are coming in at the minute. Question for the lads. I have Yo and Humphrey thinking Yo to Berg and Humphrey to Keys. That's I like it, mate. I, yeah, I do. I think so too. And that's essentially what I'm doing this week, except instead of Yo, it's, um, it's uh, the laxative, Hayden Young. To <laughs> the, the Berg, <laughs> yeah, and um, the Humper is becoming Cameron, so pretty much along that same line. I will say, just in case, if you're if Humphrey is your last rookie on field, and you have a Sheldrick playing tonight, if he puts out a good score, then I would rather then go Humphrey down and um, yo up to a, a Doherty. Yep. So it depends, I guess, on your ability to loop Sheldrick's score tonight. Um, and if he scores well enough to, to be included on your field, because, yeah, that would be team dependent. If you've got more than, than Humphrey as rookies left on your ground, then I'd probably still go down and then get him up. Bloody leaking here. I've had to go to the Bushman's hanky twice. Uh, let's see what Kirky's got to say here. Do I go Wits to English, Hobbs to Doc, or Johnson to anyone below the 800k? One rookie on the field, Ken Loop, Windhager, and Sheldrick. But if I do the third option, I have no rookies on the ground. So what are you looking at? Would you go Wits to English, Hobbs to Doc, Johnson to anyone below 800k? Johnson to anyone below 800k. Um, Hobbs to Doc sounds like a good move. Hobbs to Doc. But Wits to English, you're going to have to do that at some point, aren't you? Uh, Can I just say as well, like this part of the season is the hardest part of the season (laughs) for me. Like all these trades, like they have the potential to backfire. So they're a lot less clear cut than they were earlier in the season. So look. (laughs) A little get out of jail free. Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit, but Wits to English. The Suns play um, Collingwood, right? Collingwood. How are they for Rucks? I'd imagine they'd be pretty decent. So. And it's up at the Gold Coast. So maybe I'll rule that one out because I think English is a tough matchup against Frio. So I'll rule that one out. Hobbs is a tough one against Port. I like Doc this week. Johnson to anyone below 800k. I'd probably be going the Hobbs to Doc move just because I think you can do a Johnson to a Mills or a Steel next week as Johnson goes up and some of those guys go down. I'd probably go that way, right. but if you have a strong feeling the other way, I'd, you know, would you agree? Like, how would you do that one? Yeah, I, look, I think so. Like you said, they are all tough moves, um, but I feel like that one's probably got the most upside 
um, from here on, and you know you're trading in a guy that's top of his line. But then, like you said, the um, getting English in is a must-do at some point, so you've got to find a way to do that. Um, Blaze, AU, take Fletcher's 77 over Johnson. I think if you get a rookie 77, you have to take that. I think you do. Yeah, I don't think you can risk um, going there, even though Johnson's shown us a ceiling that's above 77. He's also shown um, us a, a floor below 40. He has. He yeah. has. So 77, I'd be taking that one. I probably would too. Yeah. Um, Dawson and the Berg, or... Sinclair and Impey. Dawson and the Berg for me. Oh, Dawson and the Berg. Sinclair and Impey. Impey's one, and I think Tim Gester, our friend from the Fantasy Fanatics, was, mm. was asking us to talk about Impey. Uh, yeah. I... <sighs> There's something about it that I can't I can't jump on. He's not cheap anymore. He's like mid seven hundreds. So for me, I think there's every chance the bird kind of matches his scoring. Well, there's um, a couple of there's a couple of things for me. Well, Sinclair, ah, Sinclair, fucking Dawson. No, no, fucking absolutely lost it. I forgot who the people we're talking about. Yeah. Himmelberg. Haw- no, Hawthorne defender that's suspended. How about Sicily? Sicily. Oh, sorry, Sicily's Brain coming fast. back. Sicily's coming back. So there's yeah. there's the thing for you. Sicily's coming back. Um, and there's also if you're looking in that price bracket, I think around a similar price is um Wanganine Miller. Miller yeah, who I'd be going there. I, I would be over yeah. MP as well. I think that his yeah. role is certain. St Kilda have got good matchups coming up. Even though we have got great matchups the rest of the year. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm that over MP for those couple yeah. of reasons. Despite... I still think within this trade though, I'd be going the the Himmelberg and Dawson. Yeah, uh, well, Daw- Dawson I think is be- going to average more than Sinclair. And Himmelberg could average as much as MP, so I yeah, think, think that'd be comparable. Easy one. Yeah, I easy like this one. question here. Um, I've just lost it. Actually, where, where did I see it? Uh, oh, Bont or Merritt for the rest of the year? And I strongly think that it's Bont over Merritt. Yeah, it's uh, going Bont, doesn't it? I feel very confident in that one, Nico. So definitely Bont. He has had an amazing ceiling, and he hasn't gone below ninety for the entire year. Yeah, man. Only four games below hundred for the entire year, so he won't get much cheaper than this. I don't think. I don't think his scores are as significantly impacted by tags as Merritt's can be as well, and yeah, that, I, those. And Big body mids, man. Oh man, he's a beast. And even if um, shout out Gesty in the chat, yeah, thanks Gesty, appreciate it. Everyone, go and uh, follow the uh, AFL Fantasy Fanatics yes. if you haven't already. Just a uh, good bunch of guys over there. We've said it a couple of times, but I reckon um, Gesty and Bales over there, two of the hardest working blokes in. Oh, Bales in never this. stops. He is just. I wish I had the energy of Bales. I just park yeah. up on the couch, and Bales is still going, still recording <laughs> stuff. So yeah, make sure you give those guys some love for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I was going to say about Bont as well is that even if Bont does cop the tag, I don't think he's as susceptible to like his role then changing, whereas Merritt might go and hide in the forward line and play yeah. a little bit of forward. I think Bont is just he's, he's a goer. He's going for that Brownlow for sure. Would you get rid of Walsh this week, Michael? Wayne, if you're getting rid of Walsh, you must be in a very luxurious position. Uh, I can't imagine that he is your biggest concern. Um Surely not, right? Like, surely there's someone else you're trying to get rid of before a Walsh. Like, yeah, it's been pretty stinky. It's hard. To, it's hard to watch a guy that you would have paid that much money for do what he's done in the last four or five weeks. He's been disappointing, but I do think, like, we talked about him potentially being a trade in target. Yeah. Um. So I, I'd have to think that there'd be something else you can do with that move and just sort of um, ride it out a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. You got one? Got another more? Another question for me? Yeah. Uh, well, going Nazir Wangadi Miller, um, him or Luke Ryan? Who would you go? I'm going this, Luke Ryan. I think. This depends where I'm ranked. I feel. Yeah. I feel like this is just a little Which dependent one's the on where play? I'm. I'm not even sure. I feel like Luke Ryan has the largest ceiling 
yeah. could he could help you climb the rankings a little more. His floor's actually not been that bad this year. Um, it, we've seen a floor from him in the past, which always obviously scares me. But yeah, this year he's had two scores below. Oh, sorry, three scores below eighty, but one of them was a seventy-seven, so not not too much below eighty. And he's had one, two, three. Four scores over 110 and another couple of tons in there as well. Several 90s. So he's he's getting it done. He's the he's in the top six defenders as it is right now. I feel like I hate on him a little bit because I feel like he's responsible for Hayden Young sucking. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so I think it's Luke Ryan for me. I think he's a very sneaky pod play with he, the ceiling. So those are the perfect kind of guys that if you're going to go a bit unique, you go that way. Whereas Wangany Miller is always kind of the second guy behind Sinclair. Whereas Luke Ryan thinks he's the number one dude over there in Frio, so Bro, he, will, he will get all those kick-ins and he is all those a hungry, switches. hungry guy. Now, yeah. um, Clooney, I think it is, has asked us a couple of times here thoughts on James O'Donnell with no Liam Jones for a little bit, a low break even, two hundred four k. I'm pretty sure he scored shit, right? Hasn't he? Well, he hasn't gone over forty five once. I think this might be more of a cash grab from what I'm reading here from Clooney. I think you're picking him up next week, so I have more cash for an upgrade. So it might just be that downgrade just to go. Do do you, at what point in the season can you just go go absolute basement and just not even regard whether these people are going to play or not? I think you'd want a good reason. Um, I'm considering it this week, depending on what the because I actually am in the situation where I actually can't loop Sheldrick or. Um, a yep. Johnson this yep. week, and I've got a final rookie on field. But so if I get a good score from a Sheldrick, and it have to be a pretty bloody good score, like yep. 80, 85 plus, then I'm okay. I might potentially be trading in a red dot. But if you can avoid it, I would definitely still be trying to get the best rookies and trying to get that cash generation. And and O'Donnell does not strike me as a good rookie. He's put up scores of 10, 10. The second 10 came in 71% game time, by the way. 45, 33, 24. He's just not a guy that I can trust at all putting out fantasy points despite other players being out. So I would still probably try and find the money to go up to one of those other guys in a McNeil or a uh, Hewitt if you could. They're not that much more expensive. So um, I can't imagine the 20K will change your trades that much. Yeah. I think um, I was listening to the Pod Pod this week um, and uh, some really good discussion around the fact that some people at this point in the season are thinking, my team's complete, I can just trade in the most dog shit rookie I can find and that just gets me heaps of cash. But then you'll find that, from what I understand from what the Pop Pop boys were saying, is you'll find yourself later in the season there getting to the point where um, you can't make that little upgrade that you need to yep. go from a guy like a, let's let's call it a guy like a Hayden Young to a guy like Doherty. Yeah. Um, because that's still... Can potentially two hundred fifty k. Yeah, like that's yeah. a decent upgrade, and that's where somebody will just um you know storm through from yeah. behind you, and yeah. you're just not going to keep that ticking over. So, so it, is, was... it is important. It's less important, but it is still important to, yeah. um, to yeah. keep that going. And if you don't, I'm sure most people that listen to us will already. But if you don't listen to the Pod Pod guys, um, definitely check out their podcast as yeah, well because yeah. they got some great stuff for sure. For Funny sure, blokes too. Um, yeah, definitely. Now. No comment, but I think that it would be a good opportunity for us to talk a little bit about Josh Dunkley and um, mm. maybe even talk about what what last night potentially means going forward for him. So the quotes I've seen that it was a corky, um, it felt a bit tight and a bit, um, I can't remember the words that Dunkley himself used, uh, it's a bit <laughs> off, I think he said, or something like that. He had ice on the calf. But this is the thing for me, even if it's not, even if it's not a significant injury... Who do they play next week? West Coast. They're going to smash him, so they don't need him. That's yeah. what I mean. It's and yeah. it's like, 
I, but if if Dunkley is named next week, you, you can't trade him out. No, no, no. If he's named, you don't. I yeah. don't think you trade him out. Yeah. I, I don't think you can. Yeah. But like I'm sitting here thinking, there's like a seventy percent chance he doesn't play next week. Seventy percent. I I just think why? What? Is, well, what? Yeah, I guess. Do you, ask why yourself, would you risk it? Why? Why would you bother? But I, I mean, if that's the case, I think. We cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Um, like maybe I just want to speculate. I know speculate all you want and that sort of thing, <laughs> but like have a plan, I guess. But like, I'm not in the business of like trying to predict that sort of stuff because that's what we sit here and do, mate. I know, no, but I'm just saying, like, what he he's either going to play or he's not. Like, if he's there, I don't think I'm trading him out because he's no. the number one or number two forward coming up against the West Coast Eagles. Like, fuck, he could go 170 again. Um, you know, but. Yeah, if he's out, you, you you probably trade him because at this point of the season you're trying to, and he's got money in your head. Um, so, but at this point, if he's playing, I'm I'm not trading him. Yeah, I agree. Interesting one though. Um, yeah. I hope he hope he does play. It would, I mean, maybe it would be interesting if he's out. It's going to make for interesting discussion him. next week. Doherty or sure. Sinclair from Aiden here. What are your thoughts, Sinclair versus West Coast? Doherty. Well, Doherty, but what's the there's a Fair price difference no, or not no? Much. I think about forty k. So yeah, well, they're, okay. they're actually pretty close. Um, um, I think to stay on brand with what we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, it has to be Doherty. Like Doherty's always for us been in that lock defenders category, and mm-hmm. Sinclair's probably just snuck into that. He's going to be a lock top six defender. Yeah, uh, but I think yeah, that I would still between the two. Go Doherty. But how good Sinclair been in the last three weeks? He's been great, and and like I said, I I think I moved him into the lock category last week, um, but. Yeah, so he goes West Coast, Melbourne, Gold Coast, North Melbourne, Hawthorne in his next five. It's a pretty juicy Yeah, that is pretty juicy, hey? I think he's very highly owned at the top. Um, Doherty is very unique, although I think a lot of people will jump on this week. I think that's actually more of a tough one than so if you're, first thought. So if you're looking to, to probably, chase from a deep rank, are you going Doherty? And you if probably you're are going to Doherty. just consolidate? Yeah. If, if you're defensive, you could go Sinclair. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a chance that they both go pretty even. I think there's a chance Sinclair even out, outscores him, yeah. Uh, potentially. He's got a better run. I mean, but probably Doherty for most instances, I'd say. Yeah. It's not far. Like, Sinclair started as a top three price defender this year. Yeah. Number two. So, yeah. and it's not a wild world we're living in. Yeah. Chicken lentil soup. Wait, is that what that says? Yes, chicken lentil soup. He's a big fan of the show. I, I hey, see his name come up all the time. So. Hey, Mitch and Casey. Yes, and Casey. Who's Casey? This is, that's shit out. I'm not about it. Mitch and Casey. Who is my co-host, Casey? <laughs> I've been reduced to Mitch's last name. <laughs> You're my shadow now, mate. Uh, uh, I'm right, pretty sure I missed it, but with no VCs anymore. Oh, who's your who's number one captain? Can't be led. So if we go back through the rank, Dawson will be the next guy, um, and then potentially a Brad Crouch. If you have either of those yeah. guys, chicken lentil soup, that's where I'd be going. Um, okay, two two more questions, and then yep. we'll let people go and play with their teams. Uh, is the value of keys a better option than Doc to have the extra cash for an upgrade next week? <laughs> this is a tough one. I mean, it's, well, this, this kind of depends. I think what you said previously about the fact that we've got Mills and potentially Steele waiting in the wings. Yeah, you might not even really need too much money for an upgrade That's next the week, thing, right? Like. I don't think he's the kind of guy that if he gets away from you, he's already run up in price a lot, Yeah, um, that it's going to kill you. So if you can get Doherty this week with a good matchup, that's that's fine. Next week, if you're still looking for a value option, 
I think Mills will be a really big trade target next week, assuming he gets through the game. Yep. So we'll, we'll watch him tonight and sort of see how he looks. But I think that he's going to be a really popular option and a, and a really good option next week. So you don't necessarily think... I don't think that you need to, you know, cash up a lot this week to get a trade next week with those options there. Yeah, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. You can pick our last question, mate. What do we got? Um, da, 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 da. Let's have a look. Oh, well, we've got the quote here from Jordan. Yeah, it's all right. It's just a bit weird. Came out after halftime, felt a bit crampy. Being subbed out was precautionary, but hopefully there's nothing there. So that last little bit, hopefully there's nothing there, is the interesting part. Um, so hopefully it's just um, a little bit of tightness there, a bit, bit crampy, as Dunkley said. So thank you, Jordan, for the direct quote there. Um, let's finish with this one from Chicken Lentil Super again. Who's the tip for tonight? Geelong or Sydney? I think it's in Sydney. Yeah, it is. Um, Geelong. Where's Sydney? Just go Geelong the, smashed them last time. It's got to be different. It's yeah, I guess it's the grand final. Yeah, rematch. I, I, rec- I reckon Sydney's going to come out with points to prove. And- Geelong's my tip, but if you ask me, who am I probably going to naturally start rooting for tonight? It's probably going to be Callum yeah. Mills. No, there's something about Geelong I don't don't gravitate towards. Not a big fan of. Yeah, not to, not to disrespect any Geelong fans out there, but you know. A pretty pretty decent club over a long oh, time. Oh, they're they're great. Maybe that club. leads to, maybe that leads to a little bit of like oh Geelong. Yeah, that's yeah. why everyone hated us a few weeks a few years ago. Um, you know when we were we were up and about, but it's just the natural way of it. We all like the underdogs. All right, correct Mundo. Are we done? I reckon that'll do us for now, mate. Um, let's uh, make sure, guys, if you were enjoying the podcast, give the big thumbs up over on YouTube and give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have a spare sixty seconds. And uh, hopefully, for everyone out there that listening along, your captains go big uh, in the ball, boys. We trust. Fingers crossed. <laughs> hopefully, that that was meek. Yeah, that was, that was reaching. But I mean, I hope so too, mate. Let's go, Rory Laird. We'll see you guys next time. Catch us later. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.